Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the February edition of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. Over the next month, I'm going to take a deep dive into the role of human resources in fully operationalizing a best practices compliance program. Each day, I will pick up one topic with three key takeaways, which you can utilize to improve, enhance, or upgrade your compliance program. This series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Another area where HR can play a key compliance role is in succession planning. Lafley and Titchy in their article, The Art and Science of Finding the Right CEO, discussed the issue of succession planning at Procter & Gamble. Many of the concepts and issues they discussed within the context of succession planning are applicable to the concern of compliance within this area. Succession planning is just as important as governance, enterprise risk management, and strategic oversight. In other words, it is very important. Sadly, many companies fail to give it the attention it requires. Indeed, a PwC survey cited in the foreword of the article said nearly one-half of more than 1,000 directors gauged reported dissatisfaction with their company's succession plans. Imagine what that number would be if they took into account the compliance aspect of succession planning. Succession planning does not begin at the time a CEO, or CEO for that matter, decides to retire. It should be at a time when the CEO is hired. This is to prevent a decision at the last minute to be left effectively with no decision at all. The process being started at the time of hiring must also fully engage the board of directors. The criteria of the evaluation process is an ongoing, not episodic process. In addition to the broad and deep pipeline of qualified leaders, candidates should be put through a variety of roles. In the compliance context, this would provide an opportunity to review the initiatives and responses in different areas. In addition to running large and small business units, such candidates should oversee several different functions, such as broadly as the chief financial officer and perhaps even to HR. In many ways, evaluating a compliance criterion is as much an art as it is a science. There are specific lists of must-haves, however. It's not simply whether there was a violation or not during the executive's watch. It is broader than this simple binary calculus. Paul McNulty's three maxims for evaluating a corporate compliance are, what did you do to prevent it, 
What did you do to detect it? And what did you do when you found out about it? Compliance for the CO is more than the third prong. Some of the questions you might consider are the following. How did you fully operationalize compliance into the business unit that you managed? What controls did you put in place? What did you do when you found out about a problem? As former DOJ Compliance Counsel Wei Chen has remarked, the importance of FaceTime with a CEO with a president or CEO. Moreover, the sons and daughters anti-corruption enforcement actions point toward the needs to follow established protocols, even in human resources. If you have a process in HR for the evaluation of succession planning, that process should be followed. If an exception is made, it is incumbent that the exception be documented, justified, and then reviewed and approved by an appropriate level of management. You also need to consider the risk of your organization that it may face in the future. You might explore a new geographic market with a candidate or a new product line, either of which could bring new compliance challenges. Being part of a team to perform a risk assessment might indicate a new or different compliance safeguards need to be considered. Should monitoring through continuous controls monitoring and other sophisticated tools be utilized as the compliance programs evolved be considered? The choice of a successor isn't a done deal until the votes are cast and the announcement is made. You should continue to provide challenging projects, which would include those in the compliance arena, which can provide feedback and guidance from the compliance perspective to the prospective candidate or about the prospective candidate. One division president once told me you are always being evaluated, and so it should be. The selection of a new CEO is a substantial investment by a large company. Having the right person in the position from the compliance perspective is an important element in the overall evaluation. And never forget, it always starts with tone at the top. Every time I perform a risk assessment and speak to a company's HR lead, they immediately understand the role that HR can play in moving forward a company's compliance program. Even if HR is limited in the hiring process, they can ask potential candidates their views to determine underlying business ethics. Human resources can also begin the compliance inculcation process, even pre-hiring, by talking about the company's values in the interview process. This sets an expectation that can be built upon a candidate if selected and in every HR touchpoint going forward, including looking at employees in the selection process. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, Succession planning is just as important as any governance, enterprise risk management, or strategic oversight, yet it is not given the full force and weight by many corporations. They literally have a deep breath of relief when a new CEO is announced, but that's when you really need to begin the process. So you should look at personal judgment, team judgment, organizational judgment, and stakeholder judgment. You should look at people, strategy, and crises. That's how you help determine who would be a great candidate going forward. And that leads to point number two, which is, of course, do not begin your succession planning when a senior manager announces their retirement. In addition to the run over by a bus scenario, which means that if you're run over by a bus, who's going to not only take your place, but who's going to know how to take your place? Succession planning needs to be started when a senior manager goes, takes a new position. So every senior leader needs to be planning for those below him to be succeeded. If they're run over by a bus or if they get promoted or if they leave, 
how do you go through this process? Do you have a compliance component do that to doing this? And do you bring in HR to help evaluate all of these? These are things that you really need to consider going forward. And finally, always remember, no matter what your role is in an organization, you are always being evaluated and it should be that way. Every time you talk to a CEO, he is evaluating you. Every time you talk to an department head, they are evaluating you. Every project you do, you're being evaluated. In fact, every email you send out, if you send an intemperate email, that's going to be considered as it should be because of the judgment issues it it brings forward. So never forget that you're always being evaluated and you should always evaluate those below you. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of the role of HR in a best practices and fully operationalized compliance program on the February edition of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.